Welcome to the Beyond the Massacre podcast with Cam Lee. I'm your host, Pete Sludge Monster 76. And get ready to hear the untold story of the history of death metal. The truth they don't want you to know. The version they don't want you to hear. From the man himself, Cam Lee. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the Beyond the Massacre podcast. So I'd like to welcome everybody to this episode of the Beyond the Massacre podcast number. I'm not sure because who knows where this is going to go, but you'll be listening to this probably in November, I'm guessing. So uh, we got Cam back on. So uh, I got yes, my, we do. I yep. got, I got my, I got my co-host sitting there. So, and we've got someone really cool on now. Me and Cam have spent a lot of time with the podcast uh, discussing how important uh, and the important role that college radio station and independent radio played uh, in our upbringing, you know, what we were listening to. So we are lucky enough to have someone on that has his own has his own radio show called Metal Manifesto. His name is John Cruz. Uh, he's out of Lincoln, Nebraska, and the show is on uh, KZ mu.org and the show is called metal manifesto and it's on live friday nights from uh midnight to 3 a.m going into saturday so john how are you doing up there in lincoln nebraska doing great hey uh, just to interject it's uh kzum what did i say KZMU. Fuck me. There we go. There's there there goes me. So it's there you go, folks. No, you're good. <laughs> don't, don't don't listen to Pete. So listen to the guy who's actually on the channel. Fucking and I have it written in front of me and on my phone in front of my face. So uh hey John, why don't you tell us a little bit of, about how you got started doing uh doing a metal radio show, man? Uh, well I I've always wanted to do one for a long time. Uh you know, I didn't even know if I was possible. I didn't have any sort of degree or anything, but I've been collecting music for a long time. And uh, I was at an event, a business expo with my work and uh, saw the KZUM booth there. And I went over and asked them what it would take to, to get a, a spot. And they said, all you need to do is apply. And they asked me what kind of show I wanted to do. And I said something with extreme metal. And they were very excited, which really surprised me because when you mention that to most people, they frown and say, "Oh, yeah, they they, they run away, put the put the fingers yeah. up and across." And, yeah, uh, and so, yeah, and so they didn't have any. I mean, primarily, uh, there are no shows like my show on that station. It's all a lot of blues, a lot of jazz, a lot of country, Americana, um, political commentary type stuff. And so, um, I I got I got in pretty quickly and got trained and and just. Uh, just went with it from there. So I follow a, a country slash Americana show uh, before before my show comes on. And so it's been kind of a transition for some of the listeners that listen to that guy's show because uh, I don't hold back. I, I'll start <laughs> with something brutal and I don't I don't care. So. I mean that's the best way yeah. to do it, right? I mean if you're gonna if you're gonna start, you wanna you know you want to get rid of those right. people that will listen to that other stuff pretty quick. So you know go for the most brutal yeah. stuff you can at first. Yeah, punch yep. to the gut, man. That's the way. That's yeah. right. Hey, so uh, tell me this. Uh, so since you've started up that up there, uh, is, so is this terrestrial radio? Is this this is only is this only online? Or the, no, this must be terrestrial radio also, right? 
It's an FM station, 89.3, but it's uh, since it's a community station, right. uh, transmitter's not that strong, so it only transmits pretty much in Lincoln, uh, maybe just uh, shortly outside of Lincoln. So if you live outside of Lincoln, anywhere in Nebraska or elsewhere, you have to stream it online. Um, so it's. Uh, I think most people would listen to it on the, on the internet versus listening to it on live radio, but yes, it is aired on live radio. Oh, dude, that's awesome, man. That's I mean, that's actually cool, though. That's cool because <laughs> that's like we, we talk about, um, Pete, with how our upbringing was important because there was no Internet. There was no Google. There was no, you know, there was no Spotify. There was none of that stuff back when we grew up, and we had to use college radio or independent radio stations to hear anything remotely heavy. Yeah. So I live in Nebraska, man. Nebraska, it was even there was no there was nothing here at all. You had to I, yeah, uh, I can imagine. Yeah. You know, you had to um I was lucky enough to have some friends that were really deep into underground stuff to turn me on to some stuff early and then just reading liner notes and uh magazine reviews and then just sometimes just going to the store and buying something cuz it looked cool. You know. Yeah, let's let, let's it, actually it talk sense. about that cuz we've asked a lot of our guests, how did you discover metal how did you get into it well the first heavy thing i ever heard was kiss um if you want to call that heavy uh but honestly in junior high a friend of mine recorded me uh, uh metallica creeping death and also venom the manitou ep which oh yeah quite a contrast and uh i had heard that and then i i got into metallica and then i i got uh, slayer rain and blood and from that point on, I, I just ditched pretty much all the regular hard rock stuff. <laughs> I, I mean, I was a huge player. Does that fan. too? Player does. Yeah, that you know. And yeah. then it's just from there. It's uh, I, uh, you know, destruction, creator, just anything I could find that was fast or faster than Slayer. Uh, and it just it just progressed from there. And as time went on, my collection just kept growing and growing. And and I just. Uh, it's it's a sickness, I think. Just I still buy tons and tons of music because I I just I, I I love having the physical product. I love being able to hear new bands, and it's still nice to experience new bands. I still find new bands on, you know, through social media and things like that. That uh, and then I, being on the station, we get uh, promotional emails from different labels and things, so I can hear different bands and so if i hear the band on there instead of just downloading their material i go and, and purchase their material and then reach out to the band online and see if they want to do a, a spot like cam did a spot for my radio show it's a station id uh and so i try to get them on there so that when i play their song i have a little id from them on there as well so yeah that, i mean that, and that was that was always cool to do that even i mean in talking about like uh Pete and I also mentioned when we did, I did a fanzine. That was kind of like the same thing you do. Mm -hmm. You reached out to uh, bands directly. Do you think it's cool to actually talk to, because back in the day when we were growing up, I think Pete can attest to this. We, we, we never thought that we'd be able to talk to like the bands we were listening to back then. Like um, I never thought I'd be able to conversation with somebody like, you know, uh, Glenn Danzig on a daily, but it's kind of changed. Right. It's different now. I think because of social yeah. media, and stuff like that people now can talk to well also we got we don't come from that rock rock and roll you know uh rock star attitude we're more right. down, yeah down to kind of like uh we don't hide in the bus or anything like that we talked about that many times right. I, I don't. Uh, and uh, yeah. well of course you know cam unless you're you know mark and you know 
Mark talked about, you know, so Mark, we had Mark Grew on the show, John, and uh, from Morgoth mm, and yep. As in Hell. And uh, he was talking about when he first got the, the Tormentor demo, you know, creator. And uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> Miller's phone yeah. number was actually in there and they, they, they didn't live very far apart. So he literally called Miller up on the phone, talked to his mom, then got Miller on the phone and then literally just went and hung out and, you know, watched a Tormentor <laughs> freaking band practice, you know, because the phone number was yeah. actually on the inside of the demo. How fucking cool is that, man? I yeah. miss those days, man. Yeah. 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 Yep. Well, and honestly, Cam, to, if somebody told me back when I was uh, younger that I'd be talking to you, I would have, it would, you know, it blows my mind that some of the people that I inter interact with now, uh, and it's just nice to be able to interact with those folks that, that I grew up with listening to their music. You know, I got, I've got to meet, within the last few years, I got to meet Miller. I got to meet Schmier. Um, oh, Schmier's awesome. Meet, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and it's just, it's, uh, I, 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 I try not to, but I, I freaking fanboy. Yeah, every yeah, time, this, you know, it's like, oh my god! I did the same thing when I met uh, Dan Beeler from Exciter, and, and Masker's played with Exciter many times overseas. And finally, finally, when we played, uh, you know, in in Madison, Wisconsin, I, I I just I just was backstage, and he was sitting there. I'm like, dude, I got to tell you, all the times we played together, and I'm like, um, I never came out and said this, but you know, you are a big inspiration to me. And he was so humble and cool about it. He didn't like take mm -hmm. a big rock star attitude. He was just like. Oh man, I just look at us like you know we're metal brothers, and I was like, that's the coolest yeah. thing he could have said. And I was like, wow, yeah. that's awesome. Because I really didn't know what to say to him, and I didn't want to act like a fanboy. But I finally right. told him, I said, dude, you're like a big inspiration. Matter of fact, how I started in you know going all the way back to Mantis, 1983, the end of '83, and then um, I looked at when I when we got together and we had no vocalist. I said, you know, I was listening to Exciter back then, Heavy Metal Maniac. I'm like hey dan beeler's the singer and drummer i says maybe i can do what he's doing and that's how i literally got into it i was drumming and singing yeah. and then i found out that i like singing a lot better than drumming <laughs> so that's what eventually happened but yeah so it's cool that you can converse and talk to people and i think is a difference i think there is a difference in the the extreme metal or i don't know how you want to call it underground metal extreme metal um but there, there's also that, you know, you'll find there are still some of those people that grow up with that rock star sort of attitude and they're unreachable. Yeah. They're unreachable. You'll never get them right. or you got to go through their management company or something. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Had that. I think Pete had something similar just recently. Uh, we, you had to basically go through a management company to talk to somebody. I oh guess. yeah. Well, we're not going to talk about that on the podcast because okay. Pete, okay. Pete, okay. Pete, Sorry. Pete doesn't need to, Pete doesn't out. need to upset the biggest management company in all of fucking metal, but yeah, yeah. yeah. We can edit that part out. But. No, it's all good. I don't care. We'll just leave it at that. No one, no one, everyone has to go and Google it and figure the rest out for themselves. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> it is, it, look, it is a different world uh, when you have to deal with, you know, it's like this. Uh, in the old days, we could deal strictly with the artists. And, you know, in our community, norm, that's normal. You know, no, I'm not used to having to go and ask someone's management or publicist, you know, if if that. And normally we don't have those level of people on the podcast, to be honest. You know, it just happened to be a, it, ha it happened to be a, a strange circumstance that just kind of, just kind of developed, you know, but I mean, the underground. It's weird, yeah. isn't it? No, it's like talking to an alien. It's just so weird. It's just so yeah. different. 
it's just like I, I don't know. It's just weird. I mean, have you ever had to do that, John? Have you had to actually interview somebody or talk to somebody and had to go um, through their management? Um, well, I just uh, as far as getting uh, a couple of the spots, I had to go through management to get their approval. When I did the YouTube channel, there are a couple artists that had me go through their their management just to make sure that it was okay and and all that. And then they did the spot, but uh, it hasn't been all that. I don't do a lot of interviews on the radio. Right, um, right. Being a nonprofit, they don't have a lot of money. So if, if I do an interview on the air, I have to have a staff member there. Nobody wants to be in there at midnight. And uh, the person has to call me. So I think the band, the Canadian band Necronomicon, I interviewed them when they were touring the U.S. And they had to call me. And uh, I think one band called me from the U.K. one time. And, okay. you know, I just didn't, didn't feel right about having them call, call me yeah. up. And, and, you know, say, hey, yeah, I'll do the interview. But you got to call me. And and uh, incur all the costs so uh but uh it's uh it's it's not been too bad i mean there's been some people that i've reached out to 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 do a spot and they're just they're just not interested and and i get that there's some um, you know some that just say hey i've never done that before and i i don't don't ever want to do that so i i respect it and, and, but and, uh, and, i haven't had and that's funny because you know it used to be a normal part and i mean i think that really comes with this new digital age that people don't realize that i mean um having bands do tags for um uh, for radio stations used to be i mean there there were the bands used to just basically it was like they do press junkets you know their record label would sit them down in a room and they would just literally be doing tag 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 and they'd have you know 70 freaking um uh radio stations you know in front of them with their with their call signs and the whole nine yards and they just do tags for that and i think really as 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 we move away from terrestrial radio i think it's it's becoming more and more a thing that people just don't realize that that was a common thing and i mean it's also it's also promotion for the band you know i mean it, you, right. it gets played and sometimes i just don't get it but yeah i mean it, it, it's a different age you know it's not it, it yeah. some people look at radio differently i guess i i honestly i i always i'm perplexed that people want me i'm like when people ask me you're like what you want me to do it why me but you know i'm actually that guy i'm not the guy that's like oh i'm, I'm too good for this i'm actually like damn they actually want me to do it Ah, cool. I mean, I'm humbled by it when people I get asked to do it. It's like when people, I I find it funny when people ask me, they, they, they're kind of hard to approach me and go, would you be cool and do some vocals? And I'm like, um, yeah. And, and they're always like perplexed, like what, what? And I'm like, yeah, why not? Cool. I mean, so I'm, I'm humbled when I get asked to do something like that. I think that's the case with a lot of people. I think that, that most people, and most bands don't have an issue with it. And some of them just don't, the younger bands, I don't think they understand what you're asking. Yeah, I'll get, the, I'll get yeah. the question. Well, what exactly do you mean by that? Or, and I'll have to send a, you know, a sample script to them and everything. And, um, and, uh, and then what I found also is kind of interesting with, uh, as I started doing this. So the call letters are KZUM and, uh, by FCC standards, you have to, you have to have the station ID at the top of the hour and at the half hour mark and i can use the spots that the bands record but if they say it if in in canada and in europe they a lot of people pronounce zz so they say kzum and, wow. and i can't use i can't use those spots during those two time frames because it would it would not fall into fcc standards so i've 
started to have to explain to, you know, tell people, you know, cause I want to use all the spots I can whenever I can. Um, so I have to tell them to pronounce it. I didn't realize that, you know, it, it's something oh, that, as yeah, simple and small that's, that's as that. One on me too. That's yeah. Me. It was, it was just so, and then other people, when I've said that, Oh yeah, I'm glad you clarified because we didn't know how to pronounce it. So, but uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun to get them involved. And, and uh, when I have local bands on the show and then I play, like I just got one from Dino from fear factory. Oh, that's pretty was, cool. That's cool. Blew me away. I've got one from uh, Chuck Billy from Testament. Um, so have, having these guys, uh, you know, these local bands come in and, and hear these, these different artists do the spots for my show. Um, and they're like, wow, that's really cool. You know, uh, it, it, it also, I, I think it gives my show a little bit of credibility too, you yeah. know, um, yeah. when I, cause, uh, when I first started doing the show, I had a local band on the show and I, uh, I don't look metal at all. I, I mean, honestly, I. I have short hair, don't have a single piercing, don't have a single tattoo. Uh, most people, when they find out to listen to metal, are just shocked. Like, they almost want to pass out because they, they can't believe that I listen to the music I do. Uh, and the guy, one of the guys in the band said, are you sure that this guy's legit? Are you sure he's not a poser? Because he, he don't look like a metalhead at all. But, wow. I can't you know, I'm like, like, if you look at my Facebook page and you look at my collection, I, I mean, if I'm a poser, I'm... Yeah, I'm really going out of the way to to, to do that. So yeah, I know I I don't. Well, first off, and Pete will attest to this. I don't like any kind of shaming, regardless yeah. if it's body shaming or the way you look. To me, metal isn't a way you look. Metal is is right. Is I agree. You yeah, it's how you are. It's how how you are. It's not a it's not a look. To me, the poser is the one that's gonna go and try to look a certain way. That's a poser right. to me. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. No, you're and, not a poser, John. And, 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 you're not a poser, no, John. That's what I'm trying to tell you, John. And and, <laughs> and, and, and besides that, Pete's gonna take a Pete's gonna take a nice, good swing at 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 deathcore kids. Look, man, most of those kids they have short hair. They look like they fell out of freaking GQ magazine back in the freaking '80s. And I'm confused yeah. because you know what I mean. You can't go by look anymore when it comes to freaking metal. Uh, because you know, with the invention yeah. of that, all these new genres, none of these kids look, you know, air quotes, you know, typical metal. You know, there is no typical metal right. anymore. You know, those days are long over. Yeah. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah. No, no I think every, everyone should look like Wrathchild, the band Wrathchild, um, Stack Attack. <laughs> I, I, that's that's metal, man. Everyone should look like that. Everyone should have their hair teased up, blonde, and should be wearing Stack Attack shoes. That's total metal. <laughs> Sorry, I had to go there. I I, I can't grow the I can't grow the hair, so 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 we're doomed there. It's just it's just yeah. wear the wig, dude. Wear yeah. Wig. Okay. So, hey, John, uh, tell me this, man. So, since you have this cool station there in Lincoln, how is the scene there for metal? Because I mean, you know, I've 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 spent some time in Missouri, which obviously isn't Lincoln, Nebraska. However, I right. mean, I I know that Midwest kind of feel to it, and you know, I just can't imagine Lincoln, Nebraska being like this home for like you know metal well honestly uh i just did a show a couple weeks ago uh I, it's we, we kind of we called it children of the horns uh yeah. you know midwest metal uh and i had 40 different local bands on the show from wow. all over nebraska that's awesome and as i've started yeah and as i've started to dig around uh there's a lot of bands out of omaha a lot of bands out of, out of lincoln but there's bands in Kearney. There's bands in uh, Norfolk, uh, some smaller communities around. Uh, a one-man death metal band 
um, and just lots of great stuff. The band Garoted from Kansas City actually came from Lincoln. Right. Um, I don't know if you've heard Garoted before, but uh, they're incredible. Um, but I think that a lot of the scene is is good, but we don't get a lot of turnout. And I don't know. I'm sure that's the same all all over the place. But there's a lot of the bands that are truly serious about going anywhere have ended up moving to other other parts of the country. Um, it's 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 sad in a way that you can see people go pay a, a huge cover or go to an arena and pay hundreds of dollars for a show, but you won't go to see a local band play for free. You yeah. know, it, yeah. And and it, dude, that 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 warms my heart to know that that's out there. I mean, it warms my heart to know that there are you know these uh, dude. That's just awesome. I mean. That is the stuff that will ensure that one way or another, the scene will stay alive and there will always be an underground because, you know, this is exactly what you get from, you know, a place like that, a place that's away from everything. You have your metal station, you're finding other bands in the area. You know what I mean? That play metal and you're promoting them. And dude, that's, that's awesome. Dude, that is, that's what fucking, you know, that's what, that's the way the scene used to be. It used to be be about promoting young bands and new bands and being friends with people and helping push stuff. Dude, that's awesome, brother. I, 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 I commend you for what you're doing. That's awesome. Thanks. Thank you. So let me, yeah, ask you, let me let me ask you, John, real quick, because I'm curious. Um, and 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 of course, you know, we're we're open to all metal and even punk and and all even industrial and everything on this show. We've talked about all the influences. What do you think is the? What do you find is the biggest? Because uh, I I hate genres, but there unfortunately there are genres. What do you think is the biggest genre? Is it like a power metal in that area? Death metal, uh, black metal. What do you think is the biggest? Uh, what's everyone into? And there's, you know, a lot of the people that listen, a lot of the local bands that listen to the show, listen the whole time for, and, and, and they, they don't necessarily like all the different styles, but, uh, I'd say there's quite a few bands in this area that are playing like uh, old eighties, the, the old eighties hard rock scene, that okay. that sort of, that sort of style. Uh, but there are some bands that are coming out there playing kind of a, a thrashy Pantera, um, you know, a little heavier. Um, and there's some really, really good tight bands. We've got a, a death metal band from, from Lincoln called Ezra that's been around since the nineties. Um, okay. that's, uh, they, they, they've just, they, they won an award for, they got put into the Nebraska musicians hall of fame recently or something like that, which was really kind of surprising, but, um, that they would in, include a, a metal band, but, uh, I guess that's a good thing. Uh, but yeah, there's, they're all over the place and there's a lot of, especially out in the mid, in, uh, in the central part of Nebraska, there's bands that I just have recently discovered bands. Like, uh, there's a band called slant piece out there. That's just heavy as hell. Um, and, and there's, there's just all sorts of different bands, all sorts of different styles. And when I do the benefits, uh, I try and mesh all those different styles together. And since I've been doing that and bringing out bands from the, from central Nebraska as well. We've, we've had more situations where bands from Lincoln and Omaha have gone out to Kearney to play. Um, I brought, um, oh, there's a band in, uh, band down in uh, Joplin, Missouri called dishonorable bastards. They came out and played, um, to benefit one time. I've had, uh, uh, angels on fire, which has got, uh, most of the guys from Satan's host came out and played a benefit one That's time. Cool. Okay. And uh, for their first, actually, their first ever gig. And so now they want to come back out next this, this next year, I think, and, 
and try and do something here in Lincoln with uh, Colorado bands and, and get some of the local bands involved too, to try and network that way. So just try and network and get, uh, you know, build up, kind of work it past just Nebraska, just to the Midwest, you know, getting involved with some of the bands from Iowa and Kansas and, and Missouri and even Colorado. So. That's awesome. Hey, so do you cool. see, uh, have you had people get a hold of, so do you have call-ins? Can people call in and request stuff or anything, or, or do you not do call-ins on the show? Well, um, they can call into the studio. I, I don't get too many call-ins. As far as requests go, um, because it's a, an FM station, I have to follow SEC guidelines. I mean, I have probably a little bit more leniency gotcha. after midnight. Right. Um, but I, I also put my my shows, I, I list all the songs on Spinatron, uh, and we report, um, we report to, to sound exchange, uh, I think every, right. every month and a half or so, yep. so that the songs we do play, the artists get, I think it, that that's how they get royalties for yes. them getting Thank you. Thank, you. Yep. <laughs> thank you for all the artists <laughs> out there that, that their stuff gets played and they never get anything. So thank, I want to thank you for that. So I just want to, if I'm an artist, I want to thank you. Um, but by doing that, then when you're listening to the show, if I stay on track, you can see what band's playing. Most of the time, it's got the artwork. It's got a link where you can actually click to you know different uh, websites where you can find out where to buy either the merchant buy the material physically or digitally. Um, but the the biggest thing is the censoring thing. I, and there's been times where uh, the, the the silliest example is I did a, a show honoring Bon Scott. I think it was the uh, the anniversary of his death and i played uh, if you want blood you got it listen to that song god knows how many times totally forgot the word shit was in it and didn't edit it and it went out over the air and you know it, it is what it is i mean there's protocol for that but if i have somebody call in and make a request there's no time to go through the song so if they request it i put it down on a list and and try and and, and work it into one of my shows later so because that to be honest with you, that when I was a kid and there was a song I really wanted to hear, I'd call the radio station and they'd say, yeah, we'll play that real soon. Or you go to a, a dance or a wedding and, hey, I want to hear this song. And uh, they'd say, yeah, we'll get to it. My own wedding, I wanted to hear a Kiss song and the DJ that I hired didn't even play it. Oh, I'm like, no. uh, uh, Okay. So, you know, I'm like, uh, I get it. You got to, you know, you're you're here to do a, a a dance for a group of people, but you know I'm paying you. This is this is my gig, so if I want you to play a song, play a song. But you know it uh, that's all those different things kind of compelled me to want to do the the radio show, and it was just kind of by luck that I got this opportunity, and and I, I don't take it lightly. So, ah, dude, that's awesome. So, suffice it to say that you probably don't ever play clit eater on your show with songs like talk <laughs> with talk and love obese oh I'm, I'm just reading clint eater songs i'm just sorry <laughs> i'm trying to find the most ejaculation feast on a baked fetus um yeah nope <laughs> i i uh i uh, did play what was it i was gonna i think i played a waco jesus song but oh, uh, oh wow yeah but it was a it was a tamer one it wasn't from the uh, commercial scum album that's for sure um i <laughs> I've I gotten into uh, Facebook jail a couple times for uh, posting pictures of that artwork. So that was oh, not yeah. a gotta love that. Yeah, yeah. Well, the band liked it. They they said thanks for your support. 
But, Dude, th- yeah. that that's cool. Hey, so what's yeah. uh, how much how much local stuff do you play? Since you have a since you have a scene out there, obviously that you're you know trying to help build and everything. How much local stuff do you play opposed to stuff uh, like international stuff? Well, so when I have like we did the show where we played all local bands uh, recently, right? And I had a couple different artists from the lo- a couple different local bands come out and co-host with me. When I have a local band in the studio with me, I, I can play up to four songs in a three-hour period by one artist. So they pick four of the tracks, or if they have new material, we'll play that. Uh, and then they get to pick all the songs. So when I have the local bands on the, st- on the, on the show with me, then I'll play four songs from them. Um, other times what I do, because I have such a huge amount of music to choose from, it's easier to kind of put the the show into a uh, like a theme format. Yep. So lately, what I've been doing is it's songs with this word in the title, and so it just falls into place. If there's a local band that has a song with that in the title, they they end up on the show. Um, if a, a band reaches out to me and say I have a new single, I'll start to show with their brand new single, uh, and then I'm I'm usually the first person that gets to, to air it over anybody else or even before it gets aired on streaming sites so dude that's awesome i mean it, it just just the local band stuff man that is that is cool because i mean that's the way i mean when we used to listen to midnight metal on uh on ucf in orlando i mean you it was pretty rare so there were there were a couple djs that would play like the local demos you know so like you would hear mm-hmm. the massacre demo or the executioner demo or that kind of stuff but you know i mean that was the stuff you always wanted to hear and you had to you know you had to usually stay up and wait till like so it was also 12 to midnight <laughs> yeah it was always like the last 30 minutes when they would play like the demo tracks where you would get the massacre track or you would get the executioner track or one of the early morbid angel demo tracks or something like that you know it's always the last 30 minutes and you'd be up you'd be just like oh my god are they ever going to play anything i haven't heard and then that yeah. last 30 minutes you'd get the demo tracks yeah, and yeah, and, and and I know that there's a, actually I got to give kudos to one of the commercial stations here. They do a, a show called Local Bandwidth where they play. It's a two hour show on Sunday where they play all local music. Oh wow! Uh, and it's a commercial station, uh, and they'll play. They play. They don't play every band because some of the bands are a little bit too over the top for for their for their programming. But um, it's. Uh, it is still kind of cool that, but they won't let them go on the stu- in the studio with them. Uh, I'm not even sure if it's not pre-recorded because a lot of I, I think a lot of the commercial stations anymore they pre-record their shows. They don't do them live. So, but uh, I actually you do yours live because that's uh, when I did the radio yeah. station for a couple of years. Everything was pre-recorded. Um, yeah, but it was also that was just doing you know internet radio back then. But uh, right, yeah, I had to pre-record yeah. my show and. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, it's cool that yours is still live. So that's kind of, it kind of gives it a different f- it flow. Like this is, yeah. we're doing this live, but it's pre-recorded in a way. Cause like I, right. like I was telling, like I was telling Pete, you can edit that part out if you want, <laughs> you know, so he right. goes back and definitely trims things up. And we always ask our guests, if you're not comfortable with something that maybe you said or something, you know, let us know, we'll go and trim it out or whatever. Right. Obviously we're not talking about any uncomfortable situations here. Yeah. Um, and obviously we had uh, just to, like today's episode, today's episode that's dropping today. We have Corey dropping today. That's probably the most intense episode we've ever had. I would have to say. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, yeah. 
and that's actually that was the one that dropped today. So you're you're being recorded while the most intense episode we've ever had is, <laughs> is aired. Yeah. Hey, uh, John. So check it out. When you guys, so why don't you tell your people how it works for like donations and all that kind of stuff because i know you do you actually do like the telethons and stuff out there right because i mean so those of us old people actually remember what telethons used to be and i mean i used to remember when when the local college stations would do the same thing you know a couple times a year they'd be like you know if you want if you want you to see your show stay then give us all your money so how does that work for you out there well so for a week three times a year the station will have the fun drive week and every show has to pitch every 20 minutes on the air. So basically we go on and we talk about how KZM is important to the community and, and why it's important to continue to keep the, the station going. It, it's not government funded like com- uh, commercial stations are. It's not funded by huge corporations like, you know, uh, the big name uh, corporations. It's right. funded through uh, donations from listeners funded through underwriting from local businesses and stuff like that. And so we will, a lot of times I'll bring local bands in during that time so they can kind of share why it's important that as a local artist, why is it important to have a community radio station like this available in, in a town and, um, and you know, how, how, how it would make a difference for a local band to be able to get their stuff, not only played on the air, but, they get a three hours to to come out and talk about upcoming shows that they're going to play, talk about recording process, sometimes talk about their influences and, and just talk about the band. And, and so uh, it's a great time to have them come in and help pitch it. And then they can, people can call into the studio and uh, we take their donation over the phone or they can go online where I ran into problems was that, uh, no, I, I would maybe make close to 50 bucks during the time and there are other other shows were making close to a thousand and uh i was like man this just you know it got got to a point where the station had forgotten to give me a a goal because i just wasn't bringing anything in and you know and so then i started doing the the local the local shows and to this date i think i've raised close to fifteen thousand dollars for the station fucking awesome since 2019 um and i'm now one of the one of the shows that raises one of the one of the hugest amounts of money for the station and and so i get a lot of respect and a lot of of uh of support from the uh, from the other uh, djs on the radio stations i get some of them to come out to watch the door during the benefits so i've had the, the station manager has come out herself two or three times to watch the door um and a lot of a lot of the people that watch the door have no interest in the music but they're still always amazed by the energy that the, the bands bring. And, and they, every one of them goes away liking at least one of the local bands. So I, I think it's, uh, for me, the benefits have been a really good thing. And the bands love them. Uh, when I put up on, on social media that I'm getting ready to put together, uh, you know, the, 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 uh, the lineup for the, the next benefit, it takes maybe a day and a half to book it. Oh, and that's awesome. That up, so. John, I got to tell you personally, this is the this is the first episode we've had where I've just had this huge smile on my face and the whole time because listening to you talk and listening to the passion you have for what you do, dude, that's that 
so often I sometimes question why I still have anything to do with this scene. And dude, you are, you are 100% the reason why I still have faith sometimes and the people that do this, because what you're doing is awesome. And it's awesome to hear that you're able to raise that kind of money with metal for a station that, like you said, basically had forgotten you existed and, you know, you would probably would have been on your way out at some point. And, you know, you found a way of, you found a way of producing for them in a big way. So dude, that's just awesome, man. Appreciate that. Thank you. So Cam, do we have any more questions for our guest? I don't know. I mean, I pretty much think we've. <laughs> so, so, hey, John, tell me this. What's the, uh, what are you looking at like for clubs? So when you have a benefit show out there or you're doing the fundraisers, mm-hmm. uh, where, where do you have them? I mean, I'm, I'm trying to picture, I mean, I don't know. I picture like a bar kind of scene there around you. Where do you yep. usually have your fundraisers? Yeah, um, I should, I should a, ask that one. <laughs> it's, a, it's a local <laughs> venue called Grace Keg. Since uh, actually the first show I did was actually put on by a, promoter from one of the local bars downtown and it was a five venue event um and uh it went pretty well and there were like over 30 some bands but i just having having too many people involved with it and everything i just i i wanted to get more involved in it myself so i got introduced to the owner of a of a local venue called uh grace keg here in lincoln and the owner karen has been remarkable um i basically i get full reign of the well so, so to speak, full reign of the bar for the two days I'm there. Um, we set up our table with the uh, shirts, the benefit shirts for sale. Um, their sound man, their sound man's amazing. Uh, stage is not super huge, but it's it's a lot of fun. It's it's kind of become a kind of a neat place for everybody to hang out during those two days. Um, there are some other local venues that uh, we just had a. So there's a brewery in Lincoln, uh, Cosmic Eye Brewery owned by a guy that is a super huge metalhead. Um, he actually, when Municipal Waste came to town, he actually made a beer special for them because he, he's, I think he's good friends with the drummer. And so he just installed a, a, a bar, or pardon me, not a bar, a stage in the, in the brewery. So he's oh, been cool. having cryptops he played there recently. Um, and so he said that he would be interested in letting us do something out there at some point. But at this point, uh, Karen has been remarkable and has entrusted me and, and treated me like basically like a son. And so I, I, you know, I, I owe her a lot. So, um, whenever I've kind of been down about it saying, I don't know if I want to keep doing this. She's like, no, keep doing it. You're doing a great job. You're, you're, you're making a huge impact. So she's always been there to pick me up when I felt like, eh, maybe I don't, you know, but, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to do it when you're, you're doing it by yourself and, and don't have a lot of, other people helping you so yeah of course a lot of times you kind of lose perspective and especially when you're doing this you know i mean i i i know that from doing this is you know especially when we first started i mean sometimes i felt like i was beating my head against the wall i didn't know if anyone was listening you know you see the download or the stream numbers but when you don't get feedback back sometimes you wonder just why and you start questioning stuff but then when you see the cool stuff happening you know when you're able to do the 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 um fundraising shows and that kind of stuff and you see the impact you have then it makes it all worthwhile but yeah dude it's we i think we all have those times you know and i think the older we get yeah the more the more we have them because i mean the scene has changed and it is it is really changing and sometimes it's not easy to change with it 
shit, I keep saying that to myself every day. Why the hell am I doing this shit? Why, am I, why the hell am I still doing this? God damn it. What's wrong with me? It's like oh, self-torture. I don't know. Yeah, especially when, uh, we're, especially when we're driving in my car and you're sleeping for nine hours across fucking Eastern I, Europe. Yeah. Hey, hey, that's that's that, that's the, that was like the best sleep I've ever had though in, in years though I gotta tell you. <laughs> oh man, that's 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 just awesome. Hey, and that's another thing out there. So because you have such, you guys have some pretty good distances between towns out there, right? So I mean, that's mm-hmm. yeah. I, I guess that would enable you having to have you would have to be an online station out there because I mean, so I know like for us, so I was exactly at the limit for our college radio station for UCF, and we would have to literally have tinfoil. <laughs> Cam's gonna laugh. We used to have to have tinfoil, and we'd run these cables up, and we'd have tinfoil on there just to be able to record our cassette tapes because that's what we would do. We would. Rec- Record, you know, you pop, pop your tape in, you'd record the whole three hours, and then when you went to school mm-hmm. on on Monday, you were cool because you had all the, you know, whatever the new tracks were that were out at the time. But yeah. I mean, it, it's I'm sure it's the same out there because you know it, it's you guys have some huge distances. Yeah, Carney is about two hours, two and a half hours oh, wow. away. Yeah, um, there's another there's another guy that does local. She's done it two years now in a row. He does a three three day local show. Uh, where the bands actually do get compensated for it. It's a festival that he's put together, done a really good job with it. So um, called Feck Fest. And uh, so it's, uh, it's kind of neat. So I, I go out there every, every year as well, just to kind of show my support too, but uh, tons and tons of bands. Some of the bands that are out there that don't only play once in a while, they get an opportunity to play and, and bands that come out from Lincoln and Omaha and places like that get a chance to see these bands where they may never have seen them before. So yeah, it's, uh, you know, and for me driving, I, I do, I live about 40 minutes away from Lincoln. So I do the show on Saturday night and then have to drive home and it takes me about 40, 45 minutes to get home after I get done with the show. So yeah, that's yeah. uh yeah, it's uh, and it's in it's in a rural area, and there's deer and yeah, Ooh, uh, those those are in a rural area. I, I got I got some questions that I've been I've been waiting waiting for that moment. Oh no! Okay. So I know we always talk about no no it's not nothing bad. Pete, you'll love this. You'll love this. These questions. This is actually this is something we're gonna we're we're expanding the show. Okay. And since we got and since we've got you on here, um. We, we, we talk about a lot of other stuff than metal on, on our podcast. And, and one thing that Pete and I definitely like to talk about once in a while, and we drop it in there by surprise, like this is getting dropped in. We talk about UFOs, alien abductions, <laughs> and, and cryptids. So I, I looked this up prior because I knew I was going to be talking to you. So have you heard of the Holmes Lake Fishman? I guess it's a Lincoln yeah. cryptid. Uh, I, I know of Holmes Lake. I've never heard of the, the crypt man, huh? Uh, yeah, it's a fish man. There's supposedly a fish man. <laughs> In, so much in, for your in, fish in the man. Yeah, a fish man. Supposedly, I guess <laughs> maybe me. maybe he's like a like a you know creature from the black lagoon kind of thing. Maybe. I, yeah, and, no, I, I never heard of that. One. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, I, um, and the other the other thing that I do know of in your area, I think I it's definitely Nebraska somewhere. I think it was in '67. There was daily uh, a UFO abduction of an actual police patrolman, um, Herbert Sh- uh, Schwimmer. And this guy actually said he saw winged serpents when he was on the ship. So I didn't know if Pete even knew about that one. But yeah, I, I looked these things up. So because I knew we were going to have guests from different all different places, and John's up there in uh, 
Nebraska. So have you heard of any any weird stuff, Bigfoot sightings, any cryptids, anything weird? Because we get we get all the weird shit here in Florida. We get Florida man. So I there's mean, a I and I know don't know too much about it. there's supposedly uh there's a street in Lincoln, uh, Sheridan Boulevard, and there's supposedly oh, a, yeah, that's a right. house there where where some girl had drowned in a well or something and it's supposedly haunted. Um, oh. I'm not sure much about the stories about that, but, but yeah. Oh, so, um, so, so a real life, uh, Sadako or, uh, um, whatever yeah. the American version of the ring is called. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, Oh, that's, um, that's like I said, I, I'm, I, uh, I just, I remember hearing different little things about that. The only other thing that Nebraska really has is the stark weather thing. But I mean, that was an actual thing. So. Yeah. Okay. So, but, uh, but yeah, no, I, I don't no haunted houses or anything that I know of. No UFOs, man. No, no UFOs. None that I've seen. <sighs> Bummer. I, I could lie. I could make up a story. No. And... Oh, have Dude. you heard anything? I mean, even if you haven't seen anything yourself, have you actually heard it? <laughs> no, 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 no. no hey, man, I, they I got, seriously... they got, they got the fish man. That's all I gotta say. Dude, they, they, the they, they don't have, have the to... fish man because the guy I'm that lives there. Up. Has shit on your fish man story. Yeah. No, not necessarily. I've just, just never seen it. Holmes Lake used to be where they did the fireworks for uh, 4th of July. So maybe we scared him away. I don't know. That's awesome. That's awesome. No, I'm going to have to look into it because I, I honestly haven't heard that before. But the fact that Holmes, I mean, Holmes Lake is not, it's, it's not a very big lake. It's this tiny little thing in the middle of just off of a, a major road in lincoln so it's, it's to have a story like that out there and there might be something to it so well there you go hey there John, you go see <laughs> that's awesome hey man look so on on the way out why don't you since i screwed it up at the beginning tell people where they can go and listen to the station what the station call letters are and uh what time they can find you and hey is your so if i go onto the website can i stream the show at any time does it basically get stuck into a um into like a wave format is the entire show it's it's archived for two weeks that's the most we can do with it being a an fm station gotcha uh, so uh you can the, the show's the metal manifesto uh airs every friday night into saturday morning from midnight to 3 a.m central standard time central daylight time whatever whatever one it is i get lost on yeah, we, when it is. we're all screwed up at that man yeah, yeah exactly uh and you can so if you live in lincoln it's 89.3 fm uh, everywhere else if you go to kzum.org uh you can and you go onto that website during that time there's a listen button right on the front of the screen you click that and go right to the show if you listen afterwards you can select the archives uh so up in the corner of the website there's a hamburger you tap on that and click on the selection for archives and then you have to search through the shows and you have to search it as the metal manifesto uh, it's listed as that, not as not uh, not under the M's. It's under yeah, the T's. I, I, I had that issue. Yeah. yeah, and so, the Fishman is probably listening to the show. By the way, uh, he probably cool. he's probably going to come and knock on my door now. And <laughs> yeah, say, well, he's yeah. going to be pissed <laughs> off. Hey, uh, John. And another thing, we have a lot of uh, so obviously we have a lot of friends and a lot of people that have been on the show and a lot of listeners that also have bands. So if anyone, uh, do you take like submissions? So if like any bands want to send you tracks or say, Hey, what do you think about playing our band? Uh, can they get in touch with you? Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's a real simple email address, the metal manifesto at yahoo.com. That's awesome. So we're, 
or just reach out to me on Facebook. I mean, either way, yeah, I, uh, I, I would love to, I love to hear new stuff all the time. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's always, it's always cool to hear new bands. And, and even if, you know, in, in this day and age, it's really hard to come across a band that's completely entirely unique. Um, uh, I got something for you. Do you? Yeah. All right. I just, I just recorded for this band called Grave Huffer. And oh, yeah. uh, did you get a chance um, to listen to that? Um, yeah, actually they played one of my benefits. Oh, well, there you go. I know Richie. I know Richie. Yeah, I know Richie. Okay, so, yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah. No, that's weird that you mentioned them. Yeah, yeah, they are. Uh, I've known him for a long. Actually, Richie, uh, Richie's responsible for printing all my uh, flyers every year for me. There you go. Look <laughs> at the connection there, man. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even know it. <laughs> that, yeah. Dude, that's awesome. Hey, so, no. John, look, on the way out, uh, I, I say this every episode, but I, 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 dude, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. You are awesome. What you're doing is is amazing and uh it's just awesome and I, I appreciate you being on and i'll let cam say his thing and and you know but do we appreciate you being on thank you very much for your time and uh look anyone listening to my voice that actually gives a shit check out the website uh you bands out there send stuff you know what i mean you know who you are that are listening to the show that have music that you're always like hey man can you can you it, go hit up john you know it, it's a cool yeah, thing hit up john yeah yeah hit up hit up john send yourself uh, send some stuff out there you know tim scott i'm talking to you in methane so you know hook hook john up send him some cool stuff so cam yeah so uh yeah thanks Thanks, even though you didn't know anything about the fish, man. But okay, <laughs> it's it's cool. So uh, let Sorry everybody know. That. Yeah, that's no problem, man. All right. So what I always say, and I'll say it here, and it does, and you know, I'll say it now. Aloha, asshole. <laughs>